Cause I know she'll do me right If I go somewhere else, I'll be there all night This weed game is serious, can't be trusted Get all your info here so you don't look busted Hello, welcome to aboutweed.com. My name is Fashion. I've got my girl here, Desiree. Say what's up to the people, Des. What's up to the people? Oh my God, you guys don't know. Me and Desiree went on a vacation together. We did. Oh, maybe you guys do know from Instagram because I posted like 60,000 pictures. Those trips to Belize had you living on your knees. We went to Belize. Yeah, we had a great time. Just FYI, if you guys have never been to Belize, you definitely need to go. Absolutely. But anyway, what you're here for about weave.com. Today's topic is going to be about does your hairdresser make you wait because you guys are friends? I feel like hairdressers make everybody wait. Wait, I make you wait? No. Oh, okay. No, you don't. Which is I why think I see you. I are in a very different business, though. Which is why I see you. I was just about to say, which is why I see you. Because if you did make me wait, we probably wouldn't be sitting here I'm right gonna, now. I'm going to start making you wait. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start wait, making you wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a lot of clients, um, when they sit in the chair, they always talk about um, first they want to tell me what happened to their hair. Then they want to tell me why they're not with their past hairdresser. And it always comes down to. <laughs> All the things that I don't do, which is make people wait, um, not show up for appointments, and so on. But when you sit in a chair with your stylist, you do become friendly. Most yes. people. I'm, I'm pretty, like, cool with most of my clients. Right. So it's just a natural progression of hairstyling when you just come to a person regularly for years. You know, I've been in New York now for five, almost six years. So many of the clients that I had, I've been doing since I've been here. Mm -hmm. You know, so you become friendly with that person, but I don't think that you should make them wait because I, you're friendly. I think sometimes when people become friendly in a business context or in any kind of transact, any kind of transactional context, mm -hmm. people start to take advantage a little bit. Yeah, definitely. On both sides of the table. So the mm -hmm. hairdresser might make the customer wait. The customer being friendly thinks that she can be late. Sometimes people don't have their payment. I mean, it could be any number oh, of things. Do you know I don't do that? I don't do it. <laughs> like, you know, like, have you ever seen those episodes of Judge Mathis where a hairdresser will be suing a friend or like two two people will be suing one another or mm -hmm. something like that and someone will say, well, I was doing her hair for, for months for free because she didn't have any money and then now... You, you've never seen I have seen those before and I so I feel like those it. kinds of arrangements you know people get very comfortable with one another and then you know but we're comfortable and you've never asked me for that yeah but I'm also business minded uh, like I don't like because I don't ever want to get so comfortable on my end that you get comfortable on your end because when I I'm serious <laughs> because when I show up for my appointment I want you to be ready I want you to have your materials I want you to do my hair properly mm -hmm. and so I'm I can't bring any BS on my side and then expect you to you right. Know. It's almost like if we went out on a, on a Friday night drinking and we were in the club tearing it up, trashed. Right. And your appointment is the next day at 9 o'clock and I come in at like 11. Like, girl, you know I was hungover. You was out with me. Like, right. Nah. No. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. I'm not pleased. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I, 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 to be there I compartmentalize very well. Like we have a we have a friendship <laughs> in one lane and we have a business relationship in yeah. another lane. I actually have a lot of clients now that I think of it that I would like to party with or go drink with or go out right. to eat with or just be very friendly outside of doing hair. Right. I think that I don't do it because I try to keep it business. Even though like we're still friendly, we still cross that line a little bit. I still want them to pay me when they're finished. I don't want exactly. I don't, I don't do credit. I don't do credit. Exactly. Like, I don't do credit. 
period. Or, you know, even, even, I mean, payment is a huge one, but another one would be adhering to appointment procedures. I still text you the same way I always did when I first, you know, when I first started coming to you. I still follow the appointment guideline procedures because... Because it is what it is. And you know what? I'm glad you said that because it is true. Somebody just asked me just recently, somebody that I have known for a long time, probably like maybe 20 years. Right. She just asked me recently, what could she do to increase her chances on getting a Saturday appointment? Now, I'm not saying that she was asking me for like a favor, like put her in because we're friendly or not. But it just makes me think when you said what you said, maybe that's what she might have been implying to. I don't know, but I just don't do it. I don't do it for anybody. I literally try to make it extremely fair for all people trying to get an appointment. Saturday appointments are like the holy grail. I understand, but I really try to treat everybody the same because once you become super friendly with your stylist or or the client, you guys want to, you know, get a little extra or favor or you know give me your hair at a discount like i really just don't do it that's probably why somebody said in my um in my reviews that i'm into myself does that translate does that translate i think she had another problem with you she she had like a whole different set of issues yeah she had a whole different set of issues with you but yeah i mean it's like things like being late not respecting one another's time expectations around payments and credits discounts yeah appointment setting i just don't want any of that because i want a very professional hair experience and it would be disappointing to have a professional hair experience and then that deteriorate because we're both slacking you know one or one of the two of us is slacking mm-hmm. you know on that part of the because relationship because we're friendly exactly exactly is that why, is that why you took your weave out no i'm kidding <laughs> what are you talking about i still get wigs <laughs> I took my weave out because you told me you were going to stop scheduling me. Yes, because your hair is long and you don't need it. (laughs) (laughs) I try to transition all my clients out. I really do. I don't want to keep you guys all forever. Although I love them all. No. But anyway, back to, back to the like topic. They're like children you, you children you raise and you have yes. to get them out of the house after you've, after you've raised yes. them. It's time for them to move on. Let us wean you. I had, a, I had a friend in college um, who became very good friends, like best buds with the girl who did her hair. And the girl who did her hair had her own salon. It was a salon with multiple um, stylists in it. And they would, they would party together. They'd do birthdays together. They even had a joint birthday party. This is how close they'd gotten. And she used to complain all the time about how that stylist would move her appointments because they were such good friends. She'd be like, oh girl, you know, I accidentally double booked. I'm going to move you. Um, you know, my friend would, when she didn't have any money, not pay the stylist. And so it just went back and forth like that until it got to a place where they both had a bit of a falling out because somebody did something one too many times. Mm. I, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna say I've never not done anything extra for somebody who was a little bit more friendly with me than other. So I might do something simple like <clears throat> maybe you can't afford your weave that month. I might have a conversation with you about what to do with your own hair <laughs> <laughs> for that particular month that you can't come and get it done. You know that what I mean? is like, the most no 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 charitable. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Listen, I know you can't afford this. Let me tell you something. If somebody hits me up. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to tell you what you can do while you're broke. Make sure you put coconut oil on it. (laughs) Coconut oil is expensive. Tie it down when you go to sleep. I got some coconut oil if you need some. Like, you know, things like that. Or like, say, um, my hair products in the salon right now um, are $12 to $15. You know, maybe I'll give you like a $2 discount. (laughs) 
Not charge you tags. You can I mean, afford I do your weave, thing. but I'm going to give you a discount <laughs> on these hair products so that you can hold yourself over until you get your Skrilla right and can Is come back. Is that not nice? That's not nice? <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, you're not getting a discount on the product. Right? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that probably, you know, it might be a, even an age thing for me because once you get over the age of, I have literally been doing hair for like 27 years. Right. So I'm gonna say maybe halfway through that is probably when I like put my foot down and like, you know, you're gonna pay the same price that non-friend clients pay. Like, right. You know, because early on, and I would suggest anybody who's starting out in the hair industry not to do it ever at all. Like just really start from the beginning with people, even though you're just, you know, maybe getting into it, you really don't know what you're doing, maybe have that price. But once you start getting better, you know, you bump your prices up. I probably have <laughs> done that in my lifetime. Right. But just don't get into the habit of, of, you know, doing favors for clients just because you guys are friends. And don't, as clients, get into this favor, I mean, in the habit of doing favors for the stylist just because you guys are friends. Just don't do it. If you start out like that, you don't ever have to feel that uncomfortable situation when you have to, like, go up on the price or, you know, make that person adhere to the time that you want them to come in stuff like that if you don't start doing it in the beginning then you don't have to worry about it happening this is how people run their businesses into the ground i watch a show on um sundays sometimes and they do these marathons called bar rescue yes it comes on spike Uh tv i've seen it so yeah the premise of bar rescue if you haven't seen it is um a bar expert someone who is an expert in turning around bars Mm -hmm. will go to a failing bar help them get their act together make sure that the place is clean that they do a nice redesign design and that they get back to a place where they can become profitable because there's so many failing bars. It's one of the businesses, one of the types of businesses that has a high failure rate. Consistently, when I watch that show, one of the main problems that those bar owners have is they make very good friends with the customers and then the customers become like their buddies. Mm -hmm. And so when the customers come in, they're not paying for drinks anymore because Mm. it's like we're all sitting around and we're just drinking. And so then the bar owner is, you know, ordering shots from his own bar, his or her own bar for all of these customers who should be paying customers, but you're treating them like friends. And you do that a few nights a week, you're out of hundreds of dollars worth of liquor on a regular basis Mm. I remember um, there was one episode where they installed like the bar rescue people installed a system to see how much liquor one bar was giving away it was thousands of dollars Mm. of liquor a week thousands Mm. and I'm like that's all because of those like friendly professional customer non-customer best friend lines get let crossed. me tell you something that is a situation that you say that i am definitely allergic to like i really feel like i could dig in my bag right now and get my allergy pill <laughs> <laughs> that is something i just would not do that yeah. would definitely run a business into the ground of course like, no mm-hmm. yeah you're running a business this isn't a hobby i mean if you're doing hair as a hobby and you're just picking up some extra cash from whomever wants to give you a donation that's fine but if you're a stylist and you want to have a business that you can actually sustain a life on then you have to treat your customers in a professional right. manner and set some ground rules hair as a hobby for me to ended when i was like 17 yeah <laughs> which we know was a long time ago <laughs> what are you talking about that was just five years ago that's <laughs> a long long time ago i just i just really I feel like I should be the bar, the, the salon rescue. Should well, I remember, not have a show, salon rescue, and go into the, you know, the the ethnic hair salons or braiding shops? Okay, so you bring up a very good point. Remember Tabitha 
um, what was Tabitha's Tabitha last? Salon Takeover. Tabitha Salon Takeover. Now, if you recall from that show, so for those of you who haven't seen that show, I watch a lot of television. I loved that show. So Tabitha Salon Takeover, Tabitha was a, con- a competitor on another reality show, and her personality was so big on the show yeah. that they gave her her own was show. Was it hair cutting or hair... Wars or it, it, something something yeah. along those lines. I don't remember if she won or not, but mm-hmm. but it wasn't the prize of the show was not to get your own show. They just picked her because she had she such had, a riveting personality. Absolutely, <laughs> and so then she went and did a Tabitha Salon takeover, and so she would go into these salons and basically do the same thing as the bar rescue right. people. What I consistently noticed though is that Tabitha went into majority white salons, yes. and when she did go into black salons. There, there was a piece of her that she couldn't do proper advising on. Right. Now, see, like, Tabitha knows the, the logistics of making sure you have equipment, making sure your people are trained, keeping your cuts, salon clean. Cuts, colors. How do you do cuts and colors? But, but there were services that those black salons were providing, and they were doing them in a way that Tabitha couldn't assist them because she didn't know that type of hair styling. Like, Tabitha doesn't give relaxers, and Tabitha doesn't do... Weaves, um, sewings. So like, yeah, so and weaves and things like that so there were she doesn't do um tape extensions or exactly so Hmm. so when it came to i i always noticed that about that show that the black salons would get help from tabitha but there was a part of it that she just couldn't help them with yeah they didn't show the whole like oh you're styling it this way do it that way instead that's something that remember she would go into those white salons and she would take scissors out of people's hands and she Mm -hmm. would say this is the proper way to do a bob this is how you do a blunt cut and she would show them actually how to cut hair and teach them about technique she couldn't do that at those black salons. She could right. only talk to them about the business overall. And so I always felt like there was room to do that with black salons, especially because there's so many unprofessional oh black God. salons. Oh my gosh, somebody give me a show. I would totally go on to these uh, ethnic hair salons. I'm just going to say ethnic. Yeah, you could just say <laughs> ethnic hair yeah, I would just go into these salons. ethnic hair salons and literally turn it around. Everybody would be booking on the same system I book on. I know everybody wants me to book on that um, app system and those apps. Those like apps style are trash. Those apps are trash. Now, I know you've had your own experiences with those apps. I have. So you can agree with me. (laughs) I have. I mean, I feel... Those apps are very challenging for somebody who has a large clientele base. Like, they totally would not work for me. Right. At all. So I would would help them with their booking system. I would help them actually show up on time. Like, if that had to be somebody filming me dragging a hairstylist out of bed to make (laughs) sure... That would be epic television to yes. make sure that they arrive for their clients on time, to make sure that their look is put together properly. Like you shouldn't go to work with like your hair like not done, with like trashy clothes on, stuff like that. I think sometimes I might do it up a little bit too much when I go to work and I'm in there with like lashes and stuff. Right. But like you want to, you know, you don't want to get your hair done from somebody who doesn't like have a decent presentation themselves. Well, it's the beauty industry. I mean, and if you work in the beauty industry, you the expectation be is that you, <laughs> even if you're not beautiful, you should present yourself well. I mean, it's the equivalent of going to a dentist with bad teeth. Oh my God. I just had an epiphany. What? With that review that I got. That's how I should have replied to that girl that said that I was into myself and I had a stuck up life and I post pictures. Of my t- I should have said, I'm in the beauty industry, so therefore I have to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> then she would have been that like, lady she, really she got to you. really stuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that lady got to you. Only because she had horrible blue eyeshadow. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's go down the things that you should not accept from your stylist. Okay? You should not... She should not put you in front of other people just because you guys are friends. So you and your stylist are friends. This is the list of 
what you should not accept just because you guys are friends. Right. Okay, so she should not put you in front of other clients. She should not make you wait because right. you guys are friends. Right. So you're sitting in your st stylist chair and she says, could you get up for a second? Let me finish her. Exactly. You know, and a lot of times that's based on money. So if somebody comes in and she's getting something, you know, a $300 hairstyle and you're only getting something that's like maybe a wash and set or blowout or something, she might feel because you guys are friends, let me get this $300 girl, you should understand. And you're, you know, $20, $30 is going to sit over here <laughs> in right. this chair and wait for a second. So that's something that I wouldn't take. Now, let me ask you a question though. You're, you're a client. How would you tell me not to do that? If... If you had me, if you asked me to get out of the yes, chair, this is a scenario to wait. Mm -hmm. if, if it was the first time that you've done it, I would actually say to you, "How long will it be?" Really? Yeah. If you that's so nice. You're so no, no. Nice. If, I mean, if it's if it's the first time you've done it, I would say to you, like, "How long will it be?" And if you say, "Oh, it'll be you know 10, 15 minutes," then I might go ahead and do. And I'll and I'll also ask like, "What do you have to What do you have to do to her?" Because people lie about time. So I'd say, "What do you have to do to her?" If you say, "I need to curl her whole head of hair," I would say, "Can you finish me first? That's what I would say. But wow. if you say, "You know, oh, I I just need to put a little conditioner hair and put it back under the dryer," then I would I wouldn't mind. Mm -hmm. But if if we had a repeated incident. What if it turns into, let me, this is only gonna take 10 minutes, but it turns into me doing her whole entire head. Yeah, I mean, I would I would absolutely say something. Okay. I would absolutely yeah. say something. I would give you 10 minutes plus maybe an additional five. Those and listening, I would expect you guys to say something too. At about 15 minutes, I would say, when am I gonna get back in the chair? Yeah, it's kind of like, I guess, maybe how you say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So don't be like argumentative in no, your- No, I just, I mean, I just ask, like, when am I gonna get back in the chair? It's been like, 15 hey girl. minutes. You gotta put, hey girl in front. Hey. No, 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 because when you open like that, people think you're joking. So hey I, I would open, I would open with my question. It, it's okay. So it's been 15 minutes. When am I getting back in the chair? Just because you guys are friends, don't allow your stylist to to um, bump you. To bump you. Yeah. Just because you guys are friends, don't allow your stylist to consistently be late for appointments. Uh, because I don't know, maybe you just need to find a new friend. Right. You know, or a new stylist, and then you guys can become friendlies or, or friendly. Or maybe you just learn your lesson and not become friends with your stylist. Right. You know. Um, don't allow your stylist to. Um, I would say fluctuate in the cost of the prices. That is such I unless mean, it's unless it's going to give you mine. a discount. <laughs> you don't want to argue about the discount. Huge pet peeve. But you mine. don't want to one day you come in for a wash and set and it's twenty five dollars and then that stylist might have to pay a bill and now the next day you come in you guys are still friends. Not the next day but the next time you come in and now you're paying a hundred dollars for that same service. I actually don't even like discounts like that. Like it, be consistent. Even if you so so here's how I feel about about pricing. Pricing for me is it needs to be clear upfront and I need to have an understanding of what it is when I arrive. Right. And if you are running a special, let's like let's say for example, you've got a special in the month of May and you're giving people a 10% discount if they sign up for your email list, whatever. It needs to be something like whatever discount you're offering needs to be around something that makes sense to me. Because even if your service is normally a hundred dollars and I sit in your chair and you're like, girl, I'm only gonna charge you 80 today. My immediate question is all those other times that I've been paying you a hundred dollars are you are you giving me this discount because this service is actually worth only eighty dollars? <laughs> Oh my gosh, like, you don't even want the discount. No, no, like for me, pr like pricing is about consistency. <laughs> and I don't I don't like when people play games with pricing like that. Like, ooh, you know, you only have to give me 50 today. Yeah, what do you mean I only have you. to give you 50 today? I've I been, giving, been you, giving you for I've been giving you $100, <laughs> you know, for the last 
two years. What do you mean I can give you fifty today? Is this now, a fifty dollar hairstyle? Exactly. If you, if you say to me, did you oh, not put your all into it? Today? <laughs> exactly. And if you say to me, well, it's your birthday, I'll give you mm. you know fifty percent, or I've got a customer loyalty discount going on. You've been a customer for two years. I'm giving you fifty percent off. Those things make sense to me. But when you like start playing with money like that, whether you're going up or you're going lower, now I'm looking at you with the side eye. Yeah, I'm very consistent with my pricing, and I will say like when I go up on my pricing, I let people know like at least six months in advance that it's about to happen. And that's exactly how you should do it. And one thing that also bothers me about stylists, those wait, who wait, actually hold on, Ooh, the, the, who have no no who have websites serious. very 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 serious who have websites. I don't like when you have a website and you have your prices listed on your website, and then I go in for your service, and then you say, oh, the information on the website isn't up to date. We need to update the website. Uh, no, Mm-mm. I have absolutely heard that. We need to up- update the website. Well, you know what? There's plenty of hours in the day, and there's plenty of people who know right. how to who know how to edit a website. I I edit my joint on a regular basis for yeah. any for anything. Somebody might be like, "Oh, you spelled with wrong," or over here is something that, but you know, I'll yeah, I don't like that. I, I manage my own website, and it stays very current. I think the, the the thing that I'm always hedging against is I don't like to feel like someone's gotten over on me. Mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. that feeling. Right. It's a very uncomfortable feeling because I'm not cheap. I'm quick to part with money for services that make sense to me, but I don't like to feel like you're playing games around money. Yeah, I don't like to feel that way either. It just makes me think of something too because, because people schedule so far in advance for me, I really kind of don't like well I'm not even gonna say kind I'm just gonna put it there I don't really like it when you come and get your hair done but then you have to leave to go to the ATM because you've known already for well over a month (laughs) how much that hairstyle was gonna be now if you decide decide to get something different see now we're friends because I don't mind when you leave out but a lot of people I really don't know and I'm seeing them for the first time so I really don't like for you to leave out to go to the ATM then have to come back you're exactly if, right. If we don't, if we haven't seen each other multiple times, like if you're definitely like a first time client, I really oh, don't. Oh, true, because you can be walking really out and like just stealing a hairdo. Even if you leave your <laughs> phone, some people don't really need that phone. Or sometimes people will be like, I'll leave my purse. So you look at that bag and you're that like, might, um, that, that, that's all right. I don't want to know. <laughs> that ain't collateral for this appointment. Not that, that bag. That phone $10 <laughs> on 28th and Broadway. Not that bag. <laughs> you might have to leave a foot. <laughs> no, yeah. I totally, you're exactly like right. Like when people know, like you've known for months, at least a month and a half <laughs> or a month, full month that your appointment is coming no you're exactly now, right now when i one time i did just recently actually ask somebody i said now why would you wait <laughs> all this time now you knew your appointment was for a whole month ago you made this appointment a month ago you're just waiting to today to just go get the cash to go and she made a very good point and this this i understood so i stopped like feeling a kind of way about it she said well i live in the bronx and i don't like walking around with cash and i was like oh wait a minute well, she was saying basically she doesn't want to get robbed. I mean, okay. No? Okay. Okay, okay but like, <laughs> whatever, ma'am. Whatever. Because before you, like, you came out of the Bronx to get here, before oh. you arrived, you could have stopped at an ATM. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, dang. And, <laughs> and, also, and also, here's another thing. If you live in an area of the Bronx where carrying $200 on you is makes you incredibly vulnerable to being hit over the head, maybe you need to stop paying for weaves and focus on moving. Oh, well. Maybe it's time oh to upgrade. God. All right, this is maybe we, this is the time to end this podcast. Maybe Thank it's you guys time to make so a much. <laughs>
It's time to find a new place to live. Don't let your you hair can't sp- walk around your community. I'm with trying $200. to get out of it. I'm trying to get out of it. You can't walk around your community with two hundred dollars, and you coming to get a weave. You don't need a weave. You need a new address. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Your priorities are not in order, ma'am. You're not. You need to get focused, guys. Don't let your hairstylist get on over on you, and vice versa. Okay. Just because you guys are friends, don't let that um, treatment of how you get your hair done or the treatment of getting your hair done um, alter your relationship. You know, everybody treat each other good. That's it. Exactly. You and know? customers do the same. I mean, respect your style. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Just good customer service. Give good customer service and be a good client. Absolutely. The end. And um, if you guys know anybody that can give me that TV show, <laughs> I'm so down for it. <laughs> This is aboutweave.com. My name is Fashion. That's Desiree, and we are out. Goodbye.